Hello and welcome to another episode of Uncomplicated English with Mark, where we learn English through real-life stories that are so interesting that you forget that you're studying. Today we're going to learn about the life of Neil Armstrong, the first man on the moon. Before we get started, as always, I would like to remind all of you that the entire transcript of this episode can be found for free on my website at www.uncomplicatedenglish.com. Also, on my website, you can book one-to-one conversational English lessons with me. All right then, let's get started with today's episode. Today, we're going to learn about the life of Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong was an astronaut, an engineer, and he was the first man to walk on the moon. Neil Armstrong was a complicated man that lived a life filled with ups and downs. Neil Armstrong was born on August the 5th, 1930, in Ohio. He had a younger sister and brother. His family moved around a lot, and in the first 14 years of his life, Neil Armstrong lived in 16 different towns. He discovered his love for planes and flying at an early age. When he was two years old, his father took him to an airplane show and when he was five or six, he went on his first flight. Whilst he was in high school, he regularly took flying lessons, and earned his student's flight certificate when he was only 16 years old. He even had his first solo flight before he had his driver's license. A solo flight is when there is only one person in the plane. So Neil didn't have a teacher with him who could help him if things started to go wrong. He was also a member of the Boy Scouts. The Boy Scouts is an organization that takes children outdoors and teaches them things like how to tie different knots, how to make a fire, how to camp, and many other useful skills. After high school, he went to college where he studied aeronautical engineering. He was only the second person in his family to ever go to college. Armstrong was called up to the Navy in 1949, where he began his flight training. In 1950, he landed on an aircraft carrier for the first time. This was a big thing for him, and he considered it a big moment in his life. An aircraft carrier is a large ship that has a runway on it, which planes can take off from and land on. In August that same year, he was fully qualified and was sent to an all-jet fighter squadron. At the age of just 20, he became the youngest officer in the squadron. In August 1951, at the age of just 21, he was now in the Korean War. In his first mission, he escorted a photo-reconnaissance plane. A reconnaissance plane flies over the enemy and takes pictures of things like their bases, their cities, and where their soldiers are positioned. In his next mission, his jet was hit by enemy anti-aircraft fire, and whilst he tried to regain control of his plane, flying low, just six meters from the ground, he hit a pole. He lost part of his wing, however he stayed calm and managed to get out of the area, and ejected from the plane, and landed safely. In his time in the Navy, Armstrong flew in 78 missions. He received numerous medals and proved himself to be an excellent pilot. In 1952, 
he was released from active duty. This meant that he was now a reserve. He wouldn't be needed to fly in combat missions and could return back to America and continue studying at college. He remained a reserve with the Navy until 1960. Armstrong decided to go back to college. He went on to receive good grades and even wrote two musicals that were performed at his college. He was the president of the university's flying club. In 1954, whilst flying, he damaged his plane and had to make an emergency rough landing in a farmer's field. But luckily, he walked away with no injuries. He carried on with his studies and in 1955, Armstrong finished his degree and graduated with a degree in aeronautical engineering. Whilst in his last few years of college, he met Janet Elizabeth Sheeran. They quickly got married on January the 28th, 1956. After leaving college, Armstrong became a test pilot. This is a very dangerous job that requires a lot of skill. A test pilot tests out new planes that are still being developed. They attempt various dangerous maneuvers to stress the planes out and see what they are capable of. In just his second flight, disaster struck. He was flying a bomber plane that was carrying a small rocket plane underneath it. But at 30,000 feet, one of the plane's four engines stopped working. They couldn't cancel the flight and land because they still had the small plane underneath them. Armstrong and the other pilot had to fly faster to be able to release the small plane. So they began to fly down slightly. And just as they released the rocket plane, the faulty engine disintegrated. This means that it fell to pieces. Some of these pieces hit two of the other three remaining engines. So they had to shut down these two engines as well. They now only had one working engine. In the end, Armstrong and the other pilot managed to land the bomber with just one engine still working. Armstrong quickly gained a reputation for being a highly skilled test pilot, and in 1958 he joined NASA. The next few years would be difficult for Armstrong and his family. In 1961, one of his daughters was diagnosed with a malignant brain tumor and sadly passed away in 1962. The death of his daughter devastated him, and he coped with the pain and sadness by focusing even more on his work. At NASA, Armstrong flew some of the fastest and highest flying planes ever. He was involved in multiple incidents that tested out his flying abilities. On April 20th, 1962, Armstrong was testing out a rocket-powered plane called the X-15. This plane was capable of reaching the edge of space and could fly up to 4,500 miles per hour. During a test flight, Armstrong held the nose of the plane up for too long, and for a little while he lost control of the plane. The plane soared upward and reached an incredible height of 207,000 feet. He was now in space. This meant that it was difficult to maneuver the plane and for a while it looked like Armstrong might end up lost in space. But Armstrong remained calm and got the plane back under control and managed to land safely. In April 1962, NASA announced that they were looking for astronauts for the Mercury program. The Mercury program 
was focused on developing the technology and techniques for NASA so that with their next program they could go to the moon. They also wanted to see if it was possible for the astronauts to safely be in space for eight days. This is because to get to the moon and back would take them eight days. They also wanted to attempt a spacewalk. A spacewalk is when an astronaut goes outside of the ship whilst it's in space. It's incredibly dangerous and if anything goes wrong, the astronaut might become separated from the ship and be lost in space. So when Armstrong found out that he could apply to be one of these astronauts, he wasted no time and sent in his application and waited. But as always with Armstrong, there was a twist. His application arrived a week past the deadline, a week late. But an old friend of Armstrong saw that his application had arrived late and put it in with all the other applications. In June, they called Armstrong in for a medical to see if he was healthy and fit enough for the job. Then finally, in September, NASA offered him the job and of course he said yes. He was now officially an astronaut. Armstrong's first mission would be Gemini 8. This was the eighth mission of the program and it had one very important objective. NASA wanted to practice a rendezvous. This means that whilst in space, Armstrong and his partner would have to connect their spaceship with another unmanned ship whilst they were in orbit. Unmanned means that there was no one inside the other ship controlling it. Instead, it was being controlled by someone back down on Earth. As you can imagine, this rendezvous would be incredibly tricky and dangerous. Armstrong was the command pilot. This meant that he was leading the mission. He was the man in charge. With him was David R. Scott. Gemini 8 launched on March 16, 1966. The mission was planned to last 75 hours and would orbit the Earth 55 times. At first, everything seemed to be going well. They successfully connected with the other ship, but suddenly, everything went wrong. Armstrong lost contact with the ground crew. The ground crew are the people back on Earth that give the astronauts information, directions, and monitor the spacecraft. Whilst they were out of contact, the two connected ships began to spin. Armstrong made the decision to disconnect from the other ship. But still, the spinning got worse and worse. The ship was now spinning round once every second. When a spaceship rotates and spins this quickly, it means that the crew can pass out and go unconscious. However, Armstrong remained calm and got the ship back under control. Once they got back in contact with the ground crew, they were told that they had to cancel the rest of the mission and they had to come back down immediately. Because Armstrong and Scott handled the situation so well, they were awarded with medals and Armstrong was even given a pay rise. There would only be three more Gemini missions before the Apollo program began. Armstrong was again selected to be a part of the Apollo program. The aim of the Apollo program was to finally land two astronauts on the moon and get them back to Earth safely. Armstrong was to command the 11th mission, which would be Apollo 11. At the time, he didn't know it, 
but this would be the first mission to land on the moon. The other missions all built up to and tested all the technology and machinery for the mission to land on the moon. Armstrong once again focused on his training and began to spend hours upon hours practicing and training. On May the 6th, 1968, Armstrong was practicing in the lunar lander vehicle. As he hovered 30 meters off the ground, the aircraft began to spin. Armstrong quickly realized that he didn't have time to get it back under control, and he ejected from the aircraft. If he had ejected, half a second later, it would have been too late. His parachute wouldn't have opened soon enough, and he would have died. But once again, Armstrong narrowly avoided death. Even though he had nearly died, Armstrong refused to go home and stayed on and worked for the rest of the day. Armstrong continued to train and work hard, and on July the 16th, 1969, the big day finally arrived. He, Buzz Aldrin and Michael Collins lifted off on Apollo 11. The rocket that would take them to the moon would be the Saturn V-5. The Saturn V-5 was 110 meters tall, making it larger than the Statue of Liberty. The astronauts were given a little bag that they could take with them. Inside of these bags, they could bring little mementos that they wanted to take to the moon. Neil took with him a little piece of wood and fabric from the Wright brothers' plane. The Wright brothers' plane was the first plane to ever fly successfully. With him, he also carried a pin that was meant to be given to one of the pilots of Apollo 1. However, Apollo 1 went terribly wrong and a fire broke out inside the cabin and sadly all three crew members died. On July the 19th, the crew had finally arrived at the moon and were now orbiting. Armstrong and Aldrin entered the lunar lander and began their descent to the moon. When they were just 6,000 feet from the surface, an alarm went off in the lander. A tense moment passed as Armstrong informed the ground crew. He now had to wait and see if they could continue with the mission, or if it would have to be aborted. The ground crew told them they could carry on, but they soon faced another problem. The area where they wanted to land was filled with boulders. Boulders are large rocks, some of which were the size of a car. This meant that Armstrong had to continue further on and look for an area that seemed flatter and safer. But this meant that he had to use more fuel. Eventually, Armstrong found a clear, flat area to land on. He was now 100 feet from the ground, but with just 90 seconds worth of fuel left. But Armstrong remained calm. He didn't panic, and he didn't rush. Gently, he brought the lander down, until finally he touched the ground. He had landed with just 25 seconds of fuel left. After switching all the engines off and making sure everything was safe, Armstrong and Aldrin put their spacesuits on and got ready to step out onto the moon. Armstrong was the first man out the ship, and he climbed down the ladder. With 600 million people watching back on Earth, he stepped off the ladder and said the famous words, That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. After spending a few hours on the surface, collecting rocks, Armstrong and Aldrin returned to the ship 
and went to sleep. The next day, they lifted off from the moon and connected back up with Collins. The rest of the trip went without any major problems, and all three astronauts arrived back on Earth, safe and sound, as heroes. The story of Neil Armstrong is an incredible one. He is someone I have always admired. It's incredible how calm he was. Whenever he found himself in a dangerous situation, he always stayed calm and focused. I think we can all take inspiration from this. Sometimes, it seems like we'll never get to where we want to be, or do what we want to do. But if we just keep calm and try our best, like Neil, we can get there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and found it interesting. Once again, the complete transcript for this episode can be found at www.uncomplicatedenglish.com.